My pastor, Dr. Lester Sumrall, early on in his ministry some 60 years ago, found himself in the jungles of Central America. While he was there, he came across a witch doctor. The witch doctor was taking human blood, mixing it together with alcohol, pouring it into the mouth of a satanic bullfrog. Close the mouth of the frog, dance around and whirl and make satanic incantations. Then open the mouth of the frog and drink the mixture back out. My pastor didn't do what most pastors today would do. He didn't walk up to that man and say, by the way, next Tuesday, we can schedule an appointment for you at two o'clock in the afternoon with a staff psychiatrist at the church. He walked up to where that witch doctor was, slapped his hands on the sides of his head and said, come out! Everybody shout, come out! We didn't come tonight to play with the devil. We didn't come tonight to play church. We didn't come tonight to patty cake. We didn't come tonight to watch some puppet placate the people's passions. We did not come in this house tonight to construct for ourselves some little token God in our own mind and intellect which would become conducive to the lifestyle which we have predisposed ourselves to live. If you did, you're in the wrong building. That witch doctor fell over with a thud on the ground. He got up a moment later, prayed the sinner's prayer, was baptized in the Holy Ghost with evidence of speaking in other tongues. My pastor went back to the home that he was staying in. At that time, they didn't have beautiful hotels like the bishop has been so kind to put me in this day. Went back to the home, had no air conditioning, laid down in his against the wall. Pulled the covers up over himself and began to go to sleep. When suddenly the windows that were hanging, the curtains hanging over the windows, began to flap and stick straight out. A horrible dark cloud filled the room. An eerie damp coldness ached in his bones. And the bed that he was lying in began to shake violently up and down. It shook so violently that it moved all the way out into the middle of the floor. That's when my pastor raised up in the bed and said, I recognize you devil. I cast you out once today. I cast you out once. I can cast you out again. Now in the name of Jesus, go from me. He said immediately, the bed settled down in the middle of the floor. The curtains lay back against the wall. The coldness left the room. Now right there is where I'm getting out of my bed. I'm doing the best dance I can around the bed. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to try to get in charisma magazine. You know, if what was written on the back of preacher's books was really true, we'd went to heaven about 25 years ago. It's just a joke, people. I mean, right there, I mean, you call everybody in town when God heals you of a cold. Your bed hadn't shook out in the middle of the floor yet. 
he cast that thing out again. I'd have written a book about it. But that's the reason he's 82 and I'm 30-something. He raised back up in the bed and said, Devil! Devil! Get back in here. Get back in here. He said all of a sudden the bed started shaking again. Curtain stuck out. Cold, damp feeling filled the room. And with his bed shaking and trembling, he said, Devil, when I came in here, my bed was against that wall. Now in the name of Jesus, put it back. He said the bed moved across the wall. Then he said, now you get out of here. Let me tell you tonight, we didn't come to, we did not come to Charleston, West Virginia just to make the devil leave. We came in here tonight to make him put it back. Get on your feet and shout it. Put it back. Put a joy preachers that can preach give us deacon can pray put our kids back put our money back put our health back put our revival back give our city back give our teenagers back devil put it shout and praise him shout it my god we got the devil on the run shout it again put it It's time somebody put their plate down, stomped their foot on the ground, pointed their finger under the nose of the devil and said, we're not just playing at this thing. We are the born again, fire baptized, elect church of God. And we're not just about ready to back up for you. Be seated. If you have a, now you have to stay with me because I start fast. that love the crowds and hate the people. I'm tired. I'm tired. 
before coming in depressed and going out depressed. I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of limp-wristed organ players with tight pants. I'm tired. I want to see a revival. I want to see something that no man starts. No man can stop it. I, I want to see something that the book of Acts would pale in comparison to. I, I want to see a divine outbreak. I want to see a Holy Ghost downpour. I'm, I'm tired of mechanical irrigation. I want to see some divine intervention. I want to see God move. You can be seated. Do you stand up all night? I'm tired. I'm tired. Nobody weeps anymore. I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of repeat after me one, two, three. I want to see somebody get saved. I, I don't want to see somebody make a decision. I want to see somebody get baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. I, I don't want to see some little shimmy, shimmy tongue. See the power. I want the glory. I want the demonstration. And if you tell me I won't have it, I'll call you a liar. My God said in the last day, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Tired. Tired of black folk that don't like white folk. I'm tired of white folk that don't like black folk. I'm and Presbyterian Church of God and the God in Christ. I'm tired. I want to see heaven come down and kiss the earth. I'm weary with gospel politics and Christian entertainers. I'm tired. Am I the only one in the house that's tired? I'm doing my best to get to the text. I'm tired of folk lying in the hospital dying and committees on committees getting together to have a committee meeting to elect the chairman of the committee so they can take some poses. Honey, by the time you get there, the poor man's dead. I want to see some signs. See some wonders. I want to see some miracles. Is anybody hungry? Anybody thirsty for the things of God? Tired of borderline milk sop milk toast evangelicalism tired tired of pentecost so-called pentecostal preachers that when they get on tv you can't tell them from the catholics or the southern baptists i'm tired i'm tired you ain't got the same holy ghost i got if you're ashamed of it i just tell you that right now you ain't got what I got. You ain't drank what I drank. You haven't eaten what I've eaten. 
You watch Breakthrough, honey. If we talk in tongues in church, we talk in tongues on TV. If we pray for the sick in church, we pray for the sick on TV. If we preach this gospel on church, we preach it on TV. If we cast out devils, say counsel them out or put them in a bag I said cast them out we don't need social reform in America there's a devil loose we don't need economic reform there's a devil loose we don't need political reform there's a devil loose we need to deal with the devil I'm just I'm just just stirred up. I just tell you right now, the anvil of truth has sustained itself under the deadening blow of the God haters since time immemorial. If this thing's ever stopped, it's not going to be from outside. It's not going to be the pornographers that stop it. Or Jack Daniels and Morgan David Concord Grape. It's not going to be Ted Turner that stops it it's not the atheist shaking his fist in the face of God that's a problem today far more reprehensible is the so called Christian who despite his outward demeanor and Hart Schaffner and Mark suit and Liz Claiborne dress is a verifiable stranger to the actual character of the God he covenants that he serves. And I'm tired. You don't have to like me. You didn't pay my way. I came out of the locusts and out of the wilderness eating locusts and wild honey and you didn't pay for them. Are you listening to me? I'm not up here to, to regurgitate to you what I found on somebody else's cassette tape. I've been to the mountain. I've walked in his presence. I, I've got a word from God. The book said you've got a lot of instructors, but you've got few fathers. Father is responsible for provision and protection. That means he's got to tell the truth. Shout the truth. Never in any generation in the history of the church have we ever boasted so much and produced so little. Am I preaching right yet? Your Bible says in Ezekiel chapter number 9, he cried also in mine ears with a loud voice saying, cause them that have charge over the city. I'm so tired of this little charismaniac maniac dancing and tired of that. We are an army. You look like Gomer Piles, what you look like. Do you shout back there? Oh, 
Oh, Brother Rod, we're taking our city. You ain't won your family yet. I like how you're shouting now. Said they cried in mine ears, them that have charge over the city draw near and every man bring his blessing one. No, your Bible says his destroying weapon. And behold, six men came from the way of the higher gate, which lieth toward the north, and every man his slaughter weapon in his hand. And one man among them was clothed with linen, with a rider's inkhorn by his side. And he went in and stood beside the brazen altar. And the glory of the God of Israel was gone up from the cherub upon he was to the threshold of the house. Say it starts in the house. And he called to the men clothed with linen, which had the rider's inkhorn by his side. And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of them that sigh and cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. Your Bible in 1 Peter chapter 4 says, for the time has come. Look at somebody next to you and just say, it's time. You don't have to look it up. Just say, it's time. Do you believe it's time? I think it's time. I'm ready for it. Are you ready for it? Are you sure you're ready for it? Whatever it is that God says it's time for, are you ready? Lord yes and now Lord now and me Lord me are you ready for that are you ready do you believe it's time you sure well we better finish the verse because your Bible says it's time that judgment begin the shouts are getting weaker I said it's time that judgment begin at the house of God. Are you still ready? You see, in order to have an impact on our society, God tonight in Charleston is calling the body of Christ to rise far above the status quo of church normalcy. We've lived in a society where right has been wrong for so long that righteousness has become the abnormal thing. God commended the church in Revelation at Thyatira because they had not experientially known nor come into the depths of Satan. You see, the devil does have that inner circle of darkened hearts to whom he has imparted the mystery of iniquity and the depths of degradation. Over a period of time, these doctors of damnation have worked like leaven, permeating the mindset of the body of Christ to the point that we now call evil good and good evil. We live in a society that preserves the whale and murders its children. 
Is anybody in the house? We have the technology and know-how to build solid and strong houses and have weak, sick homes. We're smarter, but not wiser. We know more and we understand less. We go faster, but we end up nowhere. We have the power to conquer space and walk on the moon. We talk in tongues and can't conquer our habits. It's all right. It's going to get worse. God told Jeremiah, cheer up. It's going to get worse. We preserve the whooping crane and the spotted owl and take our children, tear them limb from torso, put them in the afternoon trash and sing, I am the seed of Abraham. Therefore, doors been opened. Say a door's open for the spirit of antichrist to use demon spirits wrecking havoc killing and stealing and destroying from international madmen like Saddam Hussein to the polished politicians of Charleston propagating perverted legislation which is anti-god and anti-church to the street punk with an assault rifle, to the so-called solid citizen who shakes his fist at the commandments of a holy God, to all the demonically deranged devotees of hardcore Satanism that come to us from the ranks of politicians and housewives and doctors and preachers. All of this onslaught of evil going on around us. And we cannot tonight put ourselves in a little spiritual cocoon. That's the problem with the church. We shout our shout and dance our dance. And look for another blessing box to read what blessing can come upon us. world around us is splitting the smoke-filled corridors of the devil's perdition wide open to spin not a day, not a week, no stay of execution, to spin the endless ages of eternity in the devil's darkened abyss. All of this onslaught of evil is too sinister and subtle to be of human origin. It must be and is the carefully calculated conspiracy of demon spirits. I'm going to preach. I got no intention of anything else. You shouted a minute ago you wanted... You're not like that other bunch that shouts just as long as it's what they want, are you? Because you see, that's been the problem with humanity from the dawn of creation. We've always thought we knew what was right. I'm here to tell you tonight, you don't know from Tuesday what's right. It's only he that knows what's right. We've got children 
living in our homes, populating our schools and attending our churches that are driven daily with demonic spirits. Oh, I know what we call it. We call it a dysfunctional home. Liar, liar. Your Bible calls it a generational curse. Public education used to have three R's. Does anybody know what they are? Do you know what they are? Reading, writing, and arithmetic. Now they have four. Reading, writing, arithmetic, and reproductive rights. Instead of teachers passing out convictions, they're passing out condoms and using your tax dollars to fund it. Now Paul said the reason this kind of thing would be possible would be because men would give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. You know, in America, we've taken the bypass. Now there's only one way out of bondage, it's straight out. A lot of folk hung up on the clover leaf. They just keep going round and round, round and round, go fast and end up nowhere. Do a lot of shouting, but still not free. Make a lot of commotion, walk right out the building and slap their wife. Just smile at me, it'll make me feel more comfortable. We've taken the bypass, haven't we? A murderer is no longer a heinous criminal. He's a media event. Oh, watch, here's the one I like. He's just a, I like this. I'm in, I'm in the right house for this. He, he's just a victim of society. Liar, liar. He's just the wrong color. He just didn't right have the right socioeconomic educational opportunity. Liar, liar. Nehemiah was born on the wrong side of the tracks and didn't even speak the language. And God used him to rebuild the broken down walls of the city of Jerusalem. Somebody ought to be shouting. Don't you let the devil sell you that lie? just didn't have the right economic opportunity. You know what they're blaming on poverty. Don't blame it on poverty. Some of us in this building were raised so far back in the woods we had to use hoot owls for roosters. You understand what I'm talking about. We didn't murder anybody. Talk to me, Shirley. She knows what it's like when June bugs don't show up till August. Raised so poor, she couldn't pay attention. She didn't murder anybody. It's not an economic problem. It's not an educational problem. There's a devil loose. Adultery is no longer sin in Hollywood or in 90% of the church.
A liar is not a sinner. He's simply an extrovert with a lively imagination. We're living in a nation with a welfare system that legitimizes by paying money for illegitimacy. Something's wrong. There's a devil loose and it's only the church that can make a difference. So because of all that mess, rebellion against church leaders seems almost justified. Temptation to withdraw from fellowship is strong. Irritation levels are high and patience is low. And when you see all that happening, know this, the devil has come in great wrath. Bombarding your mind with a multiplicity of inordinate fears. Grotesque images flashing and burning in your imagination. Draining you from restful and peaceful sleep, leaving you feeling disoriented and more confused, carrying in your countenance a, a dark cloud of oppression. Can I say this? When you see these things come to pass, know that Satan has come to take your life. But I got good gospel news for you tonight. It don't matter what it looks like, feels like, tastes like, doesn't matter what they told you, doesn't matter what's going on around you. There's still tonight a God that creates, there's a king that redeems, there's a cross that bleeds, there's a prayer that is heard and answered, and there is still a triumphant, victorious church of Jesus Christ against which the very gates of hell shall not prevail. Now the thief came, but for to kill and to steal and to destroy this thing that we're in called the church was not born in weakness. It was birthed on an explosion of unprecedented proportion. Inside 20 years, 120 people were loosed outside of an upper room. And inside 20 years, they had evangelized the known world without a television, without a radio, without a printed page. They didn't even have a Bible. Birthed in power, Peter's shadow, Paul's handkerchiefs and aprons. Stephen's signs and wonders. Paul's shipwreck and snakebite. My question is simply, and it's an aching question. I, I don't say it in anger, but in anguish. Where has our power gone? Where is it? I need it. Belshazzar thought that he could drink from golden goblets and touch the sanctified thing. But your Bible said that night the enemies invaded the land. That night 
Shout that night. That night the river dried up. That night. That night. Belshazzar died. Samson. Lifted the gates of the city. Carried them to the top of the hill upon his shoulders. Tired firebrands in the foxes' tails and loosed them through his enemy's camp. Samson, with the jawbone of an ass, slayed a thousand Philistines. But lay his head in the lap of Delilah. Went where he had no business going. Looked at what he had no business looking at. Heard what he had no business hearing. Saw what he had no business seeing. And when you go where you should go and hear what you shouldn't hear and see what you should not see, mark it down, my friend, you will end up doing what you should not do. Where's your power, Samson? Well, it's here. Well, it's there. Playing and taunting with the devil. Until finally, every time Samson would rise up in your Bible, said he would shake himself. And his power would come. Until finally, he said, my power lieth in the seven locks of my hair, in my covenant, in my vow. And Delilah took his hair. And Samson, hearing Delilah say, the Philistines are upon thee, stood up and shook himself. That's what the church is doing right now, shaking ourselves. We're shaking ourselves. The saddest words in your Bible are these. And Samson knew not that the Spirit of God had already departed. Presence departed means judgment delayed and we're under the delusion that we can live the way we want to live and act the way we want to act and say what we want to say and do what we want to do and drink what we want to drink and go where we want to go. And And say, well, nothing's happened to me yet. But right now, the Spirit of the Lord is coming back to the church. There is a remnant church. Oh, I feel it now. I said there's a remnant church. There's a group that aren't satisfied with the status quo. There's a group that want to return to paths to dwell in. There's a group that wants to repair the breach. There's a group that wants to pray like we used to pray. Shout like we used to shout. Pray and praise and rejoice and preach like we used to. Your Bible in Isaiah chapter number 58 records these words. Cry loud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sin. Verse 12, and they that shall
of thee shall build the old waste places. They shall raise up the foundations of many generations and shall be called the repairers of the breach and restorers of paths to dwell in. The word restore is the Hebrew shub. It means return to the starting block. John 8, 51 says, He that will keep these sayings of mine shall not see death. The word keep means to chaperone as one would his virgin daughter. We got some stuff we're supposed to be protecting. And we have watched the adversary come and steal cardinal doctrines out of the bridge of truth, which is the only way for lost, helpless, hopeless, dying, desperate, depraved, destined humanity to get back to God. And somebody's got to help me build a bridge. Is anybody going to help me tonight? The first thing they've stolen lies on many of your laps. It's called the Bible. I want to get real deep with you right now. The B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. One prominent theologian recently stood behind his pulpit and on his radio broadcast announced, I am a liberal in theology. Of course, I do not believe in the virgin birth nor in the old-fashioned doctrine of substitutionary atonement, nor said he, do I know any intelligent Christian minister who does. His name, Theodore Parker. Hey, Teddy! Teddy! The Bible is the oak of God planted in the forest of eternity entwining its roots around the rock of ages and far better men and women than you and I have piddled their head on it in their dying hour the Bible said let God be true and let every man be a liar God asked Jeremiah what do you see he said I see a rod of an almond tree blossoming and bearing fruit in the middle of the winter God said you've seen well I will hasten after my word and perform it somebody shout hallelujah I think this is called a back to the Bible conference. It would be nice if we got back to the Bible. Forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. That book does not fluctuate. The current understanding of intellectual theology that that book does not fluctuate with the hymn lines of Hollywood that that book does not change and only in that book do we find out who Jesus really is that book has stood because it is accurate in its prediction a man stood up and said it's full of contradictions I threw it out on the table in front of him and said show me one I had the privilege
privilege of being in the former Soviet Union. Three days after the failed coup of Mikhail Gorbachev, I stood behind the pulpit with microphone in one hand and Bible in the other in the 22,000 seat linen sports arena constructed for the Olympic Games. I, I stood there with an entire battalion of the Red Army spread out in front of me and I began to say to them, Stalin came and went. Marx came and went. Lenin came and went. But the very book they sought to ban still stands today to preach the funeral of every man that rises his voice in opposition to it. Don't hang your head about the Bible. I told that bunch of Russians, I said, don't ever, don't ever let them take it from you again. Let them take their, your land. Let them take your home. Let them take your cattle. Let them take your livelihood. Let them take your clothing. Let them take anything, but don't let them take that book. Make them pry it from your dead, cold fingers. Don't give it up. It is the word of God. It is the infallible, indestructible, undeniable word of the living God. Somebody praise him. Jesus that book will tell you because in Genesis he's the seed of the woman in Exodus the Passover lamb in Leviticus he's our high priest in numbers he's a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night but over in Deuteronomy he's the prophet like unto Moses in Joshua the captain of my salvation in judges my judge and lawgiver in Ruth he is my kinsman redeemer somebody shout in this building tonight Ruth, my kinsman redeemer in first and second Samuel. He's my trusted prophet in Kings and Chronicles. He is my reigning king in Ezra. He is my faithful scribe. <laughs> Nehemiah, the rebuilder of the broken down walls of human life. And Esther, he's my Mordecai. I'm going to preach from one they don't like. They don't like this when Bishop is called the book of Job. I'm tired of wheat, need milk, soft milk, toast, evangelicals. I'm tired. Belly aching, bawling, whining, crying Christians. Tired. Look at Job. I know no slick-haired, shiny-shoot evangelists want you to look at Job, but I want you to look at Job. Look at him. Oh, I want to know him. Job is not upset because his baby's diaper didn't get changed right in the nursery. Job's not even mad at the preacher. He don't even have one to be mad at. sit down look at it you bunch of lazy backslidden plucked up doublet dead by the roots Christian look at him God's word will stand up for itself hey thanks for listening to today's episode if you enjoyed it I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast 
Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.